0: Welcome to another episode of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined by Rob Cassidy. Rob, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm not doing as well as the,
1: the second best coach named Matt that coaches in the Big 12, though, I'll tell you that
0: one. <laughs> Wait, oh, Rule is the first one, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yes, he's the second best Matt coaching in the conference, and that's, that's a moniker to be proud of. Yeah, you were on the move this weekend, or we probably would have done a celebratory show on Sunday. Uh, seven and five, Kansas. Are uh, you aware was-
1: that the music is still playing in the
0: background? Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> there there we you go. go. I'm I Maybe we were just having a vibe and show this week. You no, know? nah, we're having a lot of problems today. We were supposed to start an hour ago, and here we are, and there's leaf blowers outside, and I couldn't get people out of my house. <laughs> <It's just> like. <laughs> but but it's then rough. you got
1: me all fired up before we, we started the show, and I'm yelling about Minnesota wide receivers. Hey, boy.
0: <laughs> I tell you, it's been rough. Well, if you hadn't ranked Khalil Mack as a two-star, coaches would have found him. And this is the problem is the coaches saw the rankings and they passed on J.J. Watt and Khalil Mack because of the rankings. Did you know that? that? Who is telling you this right now? Somebody on the internet? Yeah. Oh, okay. Proof that – so I was like, well, do coaches look at rankings or they don't look at? You said they don't look at rankings, but then you're saying they didn't recruit J.J. Watt because we had him ranked low? So which which one is it? Well, my favorite one is I was getting yelled at by a Florida fan this week about uh, a player that they think is
1: a five-star, and we do not have ranked as a five-star, and they sent me a blurb from 24-7 about how great he was. And I was like, OK, I'll listen to them. But if I listen to them, I then have to drop Derek Wingo, who's also committed to you and is a five
0: star because they don't have him there. They didn't like that very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, that's the thing is they're be like, You're, this is why I ignore their ranking, rivals rankings. And I'm like, well, we. Ha- what about the player they have ranked way lower than us? So what, you know. What does it matter? It's just. No, it doesn't. The only thing that matters is that this is the Matt Campbell
1: extravaganza this week, boy. We should be celebrating. (laughs) He's got an extension. He's led Iowa State to a heroic seven win season. He's on everybody's coaching boards. He's going to be the next coach at USC and Texas and Alabama. Let's give the man a hand. Yeah. Do you
0: think he's holding out for the Alabama job now? You know, it's possible that it's an NFL gig. He I think he's probably eyeing he's he's probably eyeing the Chiefs. <laughs> oh yeah, when Andy Reid steps down, he gets he could slide. Oh the Cowboys, the Cowboys, I mean, who wouldn't want? It? I mean, Pat Mahomes has requested him by name. Um, real quick before we move on, did you want to get your get your stat off about Iowa State this season? Oh yeah,
1: they've been favored in every single game but one, and they went seven and five. And every single game except for one against Oklahoma, and they went seven and five. And we are still talking about this guy. Like, I saw a take this week where somebody said, Great for Matt Campbell. You know, he's passing up on all these other jobs because he wants to stay in Ames and build Iowa State into a juggernaut. We're not making any progress on the juggernaut building here. (laughs) We're going backwards again.
0: You know, didn't they win eight last year? Yeah. Well, when I was arguing with Lackford about Purdue, he was like, Just wait till next year. And I'm like, I'm like, Dave, how long has he been at Purdue now? Three or four years? P.J. Fleck's been at- New Yeah. Yeah. I was like, P.J. Fleck has been at Minnesota for like two years, and they won 10 games this year. So like, what what are we talking about here? It's just people glom on to certain coaches, and it's just how it's always going to be. The reason it happens is because everybody likes the underdog story,
1: right? It's the same reason why we went through this whole thing with the previous Iowa State coach, Paul Rhodes. If anybody shows any signs of life at a program that typically gets ignored, somebody says, oh, they're a good coach. And they're right. They are a good coach. But then somehow that becomes, oh, they're a great coach. Oh, they should be the next coach at Alabama. Or in the case of the Bill Simmons podcast, I would hire him to coach my Pop Warner team. Was that Simmons? I don't want to miss him.
0: No, that was uh, Ralph Russo who said that on Andy Staple's show. (laughs) He wanted to hire him to coach his kid's Pop Warner team because he knows they could go undefeated. Right. Well, I mean, my guess would be Matt Campbell would probably have a superior schematic advantage of other Pop Warner coaches. <laughs> and the thing is, Matt Campbell is a fine coach. Like, we don't think
1: Matt Campbell is – you know, I don't think he's – there's something fundamentally wrong with him. It's it's the same reason I hate the NFL. I don't hate the NFL. I hate the way the NFL is covered. Yeah, exactly. So I don't really hate – yeah, I don't really hate Matt Campbell. I hate the way that Matt Campbell is
0: covered. So, so next year before the season – it was my fault this year because I was – I mean, I really – I really took a Greek vacation this year. I was gone for a long time. Next year before the year, we will run down these talking points. You know, Dark Horse Heisman, D.A.R. King. We'll make predictions ahead of time about who are going to be the players and storylines that, you know, Matt Campbell being the best coach ever. So they they are way better than they were when he took over. And he could probably coach there forever winning seven eight nine games you know maybe popping up winning 10 one year and never won. Uh, no, they've never iowa state's never won nine games in the history of the program never 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 once wow. so if he did that he'd be a hero they'd rename the field after him a la rich remember when we went through rich brooks's record <laughs> he coached like 19 sports yeah so, uh, let me make sure I didn't just give you an inaccurate stat, but I'm pretty sure that that's correct. All right, you look that up and I will start to get us ready. It's championship weekend or whatever they're calling it. Um, this is going to be pretty fun, pretty fun weekend. Yeah, no, that's right. They've never won nine correct. games. What? So, the last year was a bet tied for their best season. No, wait a minute, wait a minute.
1: In the year 1906, they went nine and one, but you've got to go back to 1906. Wow, who was the coach then? It <laughs> does not say
0: com is not updated to tell me who the coach was in 1906. All right, so, so because it's the championship weekend, uh, we're going to go ahead and pick every single game, even not that one's outside of the top 25. So let's jump right into it, Rob. Hold on, how are we did Oh, sorry, we, we both went here? nine and nine last week. So, ugly week. You're 126, 104. I'm hundred and four. So you're guaranteed uh, above 500 a year, even if you tank all these games today. Um, which you probably will. So, <laughs> Okay, so Friday night, Utah traveling uh, to San Francisco at the uh, Santa Clara, Levi Stadium to play the Oregon Ducks. Utah can really help themselves try to get into the playoff with a win here. They are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The line has moved up. I am told it is going to be pouring down rain the entire game, so this is probably going to be a stinker if I had to guess. I'm going to take the Utes – but I'm going to say the under at 46 and a half, I think we could be in in for like a 20 to 10 type game here.
1: I'm also going to take the Utes and here's why we saw what happens when, when Mario Cristobal decides that he doesn't want to use Justin Herbert oh, to pass the don't football. Uh, Did that happen last week or two weeks? Yeah, it was last uh, week. Right? I, the two civil
0: war ago. was last week and I I was texting people calling him bore and still. T- I mean, it it was just ridiculous the the way that the way that they've run the offense the past few weeks I, I just don't know I mean you know I I like Marcus Arroyo the OC there uh, he's a great guy for me to deal with I've known him since he was at Oklahoma State but cheese and rice we got they got to do something there they, they, you can't be like a they can't
1: throw it if it's going to be pouring down rain so they're going to have to go back to the Borgan offense which has not
0: looked great who was the game before the civil war where they, well, they only ended up losing by three cause they came back and then they were probably going to win the game and then they gave up. But the reason they dug the hole is because it was Justin Herbert run fast. Right. You know, they exactly. not let him throw. So this is going to happen again. Yeah, man, but I'm going to take the, Utes. I'm, I'm super confident in that, in that under though. Like I said, I just think, I just think that like, <laughs> I think I'm going to be in my hotel room in Columbia, Missouri, watching this game, being really mad. Uh, about how boring it is. Cause last year's PAC 12 championship. Do you remember it was, it was Utah and uh, Washington and it was like 10 to seven or something.
1: <laughs> oh, what are I'm you doing in the Columbia? South,
0: the state championship. The only, the only state athletic association that will credential me. And they didn't even, I had to sneak a pass was in South Carolina. So I'm going there. Friday. Oh,
1: so you're going to Columbia, South Carolina.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You said Columbia, Missouri. I didn't say Missouri. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. <laughs>
1: Yes, you, this is this is like Trump
0: things. You can't just say something and I say no. I didn't say that. And say, well, we'll hear yeah. it. People will hear it when they hear the podcast. And they, I didn't say Missouri. Look, you definitely did,
1: and it's on the record. You, I, you oh. can't just say something and say no. I didn't say that. All right, I'll send you the
0: clip of me not saying it. Uh, uh, I can't wait. <laughs> I think I said I'll be in Columbia, sitting in my hotel room. That's what I said. Uh, I thought you said Columbia, Missouri, sitting in my hotel room. No. Anyway. So we're both taking Utah. Uh, do you think they, if they win, they're in no matter what happens? Uh, yes. I'm thinking well, – we'll talk about the next game here. Oklahoma and Baylor. Oklahoma, nine-point favorite. This game is at noon uh, in Texas in Arlington at the old Cowboy Stadium. I am going to say that if Oklahoma can blow out Baylor and if Utah doesn't blow out Oregon, they're going to jump. I don't out. think that the first part of that's going to happen.
1: I get the Bears um, – Oklahoma just has not, <laughs> there's just something about them recently. Even in the games they win, they don't really look, you know, you want to talk about the eye test or whatever. They look shaky and Matt rules a good enough coach to where he's learned from that major collapse that they just had against them the first time uh, a game that they should have won. And I think they're going to win this game outright. I would, you know, I might take the Baylor money line when it comes time to actually put my Oh, Yeah. Right
0: So if Baylor wins, do they have any shot of getting in if Utah wins? I don't think they're getting in. What if Utah loses, do they get in? Okay. I think think Oklahoma is going to win this one. Now, the the biggest thing is everyone's like, Oklahoma's defense still sucks. The problem is Jalen Hurts keeps turning the ball over. Like he's trying to do too much running it, trying to run people. I mean, every time I watch them play, it seems like he's fumbling in the first half. I just don't, I don't understand. Like he's, he's probably, everyone's like, Oh, he led them to the comeback. Well, he's the one that's kind of leading them to to have some of these issues. (laughs) I hate to say it. Um, so they really haven't been winning games by a lot over the past month. They won by 18 last week. They won by four the week before three. And game they played against Baylor and one against, uh, Bear Bryant and Iowa State, and they lost the week before that. So <laughs> Midwestern and Derry Bear Bryant. <laughs> they, they've, only cut, they've only won by more than nine once in the last five games. So I could see why you'd want to take Baylor, but I have a feeling that this is going to be a smoke fest for the old Sooners. And I think they could jump Utah. I think everyone thinks Utah. Yeah. The problem is I watched the Pac-12, and I don't even really know more than like three players on Utah. I watched them – I've. They're just like they're kind of they got a lot of big tennis vibes. Well, yeah, to the them three to we know are
1: them. the Florida kids, right? Huntley, Simpkins, Moss. Uh, they've got a, they've got another good wide right. receiver too. Uh, I forgot his name. I think he is from yeah, Midwestern. Uh, so,
0: so it, right, you you and I who watch a ton of football, if we barely know him. That's uh, that's not great for us. So are not great for their chances. I just think the brand name thing, I think it does come into play here, but I, I would put Utah in. I think Utah has got a more complete team, but who knows? It doesn't matter. We'll watch the games. No matter who's there. I can't get, I just can't get worked up about these rankings. Once you lose a game, that's it. You throw yourself on the mercy of these people in a room somewhere. Yeah, but people that are probably asleep by the time the Pac-12 game starts because right. they're all like 65 years old. Exactly. So, all right, next up, uh, the Sunbelt Conference. Now, I got some potential breaking news for is, our audience. Is this like Justin Fields isn't going to play your news or is this, is this? I I Listen, did you hear that? they? Okay, the, after the game, Justin Fields came out and said he had a torn meniscus or sprained. Or you and he's heard just that. playing right through it, huh? He said it. No, I, I believe you. I'm not saying I don't <laughs> believe you. I'm just saying. Good for him. All right, so I did allude to an injury, uh, which he did have. So no, that's off true. With that. and he's still covered. Um, Easy. And he's still covered and played. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> it, um, so Louisiana, Rage and Cajuns, also known as Louisiana Lafayette. Which, by the way, Louisiana decides they want to change their name to Louisiana, and ESPN's like, sure, no problem. Meanwhile, they still call UCF Central Florida every single time. How does Yeah, that- <laughs> I, I don't know. I've been to Lafayette. I think we've talked about this. It is a really
1: strange. They are really mad there the, that they named their stadium the Swamp first, and Florida stole it. And since Florida is the bigger school, they kind of get the moniker, even though even though it's a complete ripoff. So, like before the games, the PA announcer in the press box will come
0: on and say, "Welcome to the real Swamp." Uh, got him, boy. Take it's Florida. So I played. Oh, I used to play. Um, do Do you remember before? NCA football was on like consoles that I had a computer game I had Danny werfel on the cover um no I don't think uh, for like that Windows game. 95 oh man I used to play this game on my computer and I played with Louisiana at the time it was northeast louisiana state i think was the team yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. or it might have been southeast louisiana state whatever their name was before and it was i just thought raging cajuns was such a cool name that i just love the announcer being like touchdown raging it is a cool name it's so, a
1: really cool like campus too they have an alligator on campus in a pond it's, it's, it's not
0: like on the loose huh. it's caged in but i mean it exists yeah, well, UCF's got plenty of alligators running around, and they they are on the loose. <laughs> uh, okay, so the, my news was that Billy Napier, head coach of Louisiana, strong possibility. Oh, Woody's hearing rumors that he will be the next coach at Ole Miss. So
1: yeah, that'd be a good fit. Uh, yeah, I think. So
0: I'm. Let's just say that you know I'm not you know don't I'm not uh, Andy effing Staples as uh was once said on a conference call internally d- directed at Adam Friedman. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not him. I'm not a coaching expert, but uh, all signs seem to be pointing to Napier getting that job. So uh, of course, if we would have done this podcast two days ago, I would have told you Lane Kiffin was going to be the Arkansas coach for sure. And that appears like it's not going to happen anymore. So what did I miss? What happened? I don't know. I got texted. I got, a, I heard from a few people the other day saying Lane's going to get the job. They're going to announce it on Sunday. And now, listen, I, I got a text from somebody that,
1: I would say, you know, I would not ever report anything he told me as fact, but I, I think he is plugged in over there. <laughs> that that some member of the Board of Regents is concerned with Lane's extracurricular
0: activities at Arkansas. and kind of maybe blocked the <laughs>
1: blocked the hire.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what happened, but it went from being like, hey, it's a done deal for Lane into, hey, they're flying to meet Mike Leach or whatever. So put that one on the back burner. But anyway, so Napier. They are traveling to To App State, they play no no neutral site in the Sun Belt. Uh, App State's a six and a half point favorite. Give me the rage and Cajuns. App State's been kind of fumbling around lately. I think that's a, you haven't heard much about it, but uh, I will take.
1: No, we've talked about it the last couple. I've been skeptical of them for
0: weeks. I'm going with you, man. I'm taking the Raging Cajuns as well. Yeah, they're getting six and a half. I think it'll be close. I don't know if they win outright. It depends if this coaching, if these coaching rumors heat up, I mean, it could change things. But I mean, we've seen plenty of teams where the coach is leaving and it's kind of like a win one for the Gipper situation uh, on the way out the door, uh, the Mac championship, all these games are at n- th- th- three games at noon. Can not we stagger them out when we only have a few games? Well, oh, one of them's late. Isn't what's the late game? The ACC. Yeah. Both of them, the ACC and the big 10, um, Miami of Ohio playing central Michigan, Jim McElwain. How about our boy taking him from one and 11 to eight and four in his, in his first full year there. Would you please refer to him as future Missouri head coach, Jim McElwain. <laughs> <laughs> they are six and a half point favorites. I am going to take. This is at Ford Field, by the way, neutral site in the MAC. Ugh. This is. I'm going to take Miami of Ohio. I I don't have a feel either way, but I'm going to take the Red Hawks or whatever their name is now. They are the Red Hawks. I you know I I've watched Central Michigan
1: some this year. You know they throw the ball pretty well, but and that might. I don't know. Isn't Ford Field in a dome? Yeah, yeah. I'm taking. Yeah, I'm taking that. I'm taking Central Michigan.
0: Uh, so they are. We have one of the Gabbert family as the quarterback of uh, Miami. Did you know that? No, I did not. One of old Shannon Fabrash's famous But this is a real. This really is a Mizzou affair, huh? You got their next head coach. You got a
1: Gabbert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, we're we're right in this. So you think that's your prediction, huh? You think they're going to get him? I think. I, I Yeah, if, they, if it's not Nor- – I think the slam dunk hire for them would be Norvell from Memphis just because he's kind of versed in the region, and I think he's a really good coach, and I think he knows what it takes to recruit certain areas, uh, whether that be Memphis or Texas or even Florida, and I think he would do that well at Mizzou. But if they can't get him and he ends up at FSU,
0: I think that McIlwain probably the move. All right, so put that under your hat for from Cassidy. Uh, 130. The Conference USA Championship game, UAB uh playing FAU. This one is at FAU. The Owls are a seven and a half point favorite. I guarantee you Andrew Ivan's gonna be in the house for this one, right? Uh no,
1: actually. He and I no, yeah, he'll
0: be in the house for that one. Next week we'll be together at the state championship games um oh yeah i'm gonna be in town too so we might uh we might all be hanging out yeah ivan's might be might be in the house
1: for that i you know i'm on the lane train i at home lane is if if he's not going somewhere he's definitely going to try to make a statement here he does not mind running up the score uh i think they're going to blow their doors off
0: all right so yeah i'm going to take fau also uh cincinnati and memphis a rematch of last week's game uh, Memphis now a nine-point favorite. I think they were an 11-point favorite last week. I think they won by 10. Yeah, the sixth time these teams have played this year. Now, visionary Rob Cassidy has a premonition that Memphis blow, blows them out. In a... Well, I said it last week when I told
1: you I thought I already saw this game, mm. <laughs>
0: and,
1: and it I, I did. It, it came true, and I think the same game is going to happen
0: for a third time. Yeah, I'm going to take Memphis, too. I just think uh, last week, Cincinnati started uh, their backup quarterback, which was kind of odd. I don't know if the, if, if it came out, if the starter was hurt or if he got benched, I know he'd been a little banged up, but yeah, I'm going to take uh Memphis as well at home. I think they're going to have a good crowd out there. And I think they're going to get the, the G5 invite and, and good for them. They're going to be in the top 15, probably uh, taking the place of the old UCF ranking. Um And I think they're going to give somebody a hard time. And I think they play in the, they're going to play in the cotton bowl. So uh, that's my prediction there. Uh Georgia and LSU right here in my own town in Atlanta. Of course, I'm not going to be here. I sh- I should have. I should have just gotten a credential and gone to the game and had a good time. Um, LSU was only a six and a half point favorite. I think we're both taking the Tigers, it's safe to say. Yeah, there is a part of me that, look, I don't think that all four playoff
1: teams are winning this weekend. And I, I just, I don't know. I, it's probably not going to be LSU.
0: Well, they can't because two of them are playing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll take the Tigers. Here's my one reservation, and I think the one hope you have to have if you're a Georgia fan, the you know Auburn was able to slow down LSU. It was twenty three to twenty was the final. I don't think that game gets talked about enough. LSU was was sweating it. Obviously, they've been rolling since then, and I know Georgia's defense is is really good, and LSU can be a little one dimensional at times. But I'm sorry, I I just think, I mean, if you, have you looked at Joe Burrow's stats? Like, no, it's completely insane. I mean, he has (laughs) less than – he has less than 100 – excuse me. He has less than 90 incompletions the entire season. No, he's amazing. He has 4,366 yards and 44 touchdowns passing. So it's time to regress to the mean then, right? No, it's time – I think they could have a little problem when a team has a long time to prepare for them, especially in the playoff, but I think – you know, Georgia is going to have the home field advantage. They're going to have a ton of fans there. But, yeah, I think I'm still taking Okay.
1: It. I am I'm am taking LSU, but here's why I am skeptical. Georgia has got a quarterback that is not going to be rattled by any of this. Right? He's he's played in the playoff twice. He's been in big stages. Say what you want about Jake Fromm. He's not a guy that's going to set the world on fire in the NFL. That's fine. But he's a good college quarterback that can make throws. Uh, and He's good enough. He's serviceable, and he's not going to be rattled here. They've got a good defense. You you made the point about how Auburn slowed LSU down. I think Georgia can slow them down, and if Fromm can make some plays and Georgia can rely on that running game, they can win this
0: game. Now, I'm going to take LSU, but I'm taking it with an asterisk. All right, listen to these last four games for Jake Fromm. 13 of 29, 13 of 28, 11 of 23, and 14 of 29. I mean, But does he have to throw the ball 29 times in this yes. game? I don't think he does. I, 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 don't, I
1: don't think he's going to ha- – you think
0: LSU is going to jump up on him and force Jake Fromm to be throwing the ball? I no? think – th- well, the pro- not to mention, also, you forget that they're down two receivers here. So he's already not playing well. He's Even more reason why they might
1: not throw the ball nah. <laughs> that much. I think the running game is good enough to where they're going to be able to move the ball on LSU, relying on the running game. So are you talking? Uh, uh, man, you know what? I'm taking, I'm taking Georgia. Give me the Bulldogs. <laughs> i just talked myself into it.
0: Give me the dogs. All right. We might have to go. You and I, uh, I might just have to go head-to-head on that one and cut Krusty out of the deal. Um, yeah, I, take,
1: I don't know if I'm, I'm willing to wager real money on this, but I'm taking the dogs.
0: All right. Uh, I also am taking an over in that game, 54 and a half. Give me the over. Uh, Hawaii playing Boise State this game at Albertson Stadium, the Bluefield in Boise uh Boise a 14 point favorite give me the flying Hawaiians 14 points I god I'll gladly take that I watched Hawaii this weekend in a chasing it
1: situation at a bar and in, in Chandler Arizona <laughs> so I was at least in the kind of the right time zone so I didn't have to stay up until 1 a.m they were okay you know they they pounded a service academy which made me smile you know I do always like when the service academies get their doors
0: blown off uh so yeah I'm gonna take Hawaii too all right Virginia uh, trap. Now, by the way, Boise is still very much in the mix. I think if Cincinnati beats Memphis, it's possible Boise gets that last uh, slot in the big game. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Virginia, which is ranked again, number 23, uh, playing Clemson. This one is at the Panthers Stadium in Charlotte. Clemson, a 28-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, give me the Tigers. And I, I, I want to talk a little bit about it, but go ahead and make your pick. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm taking the Tigers, too. Tre- <laughs> Trevor's just playing too well. Okay, so... I, I mean, it's just... It, it's, I watched them for the first time. I had to sat down and watched the whole Clemson game until last weekend, and they're really firing on all cylinders. And It's really hard to pick against a team that hasn't lost in two years and a quarterback that's never lost. I know. I, this is a blowout.
0: Story. All right, so can we talk about... Every- Did you notice everyone got mad at Dabo this week? Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Everybody's mad at him every week now. So <laughs> this is a new so thing. So here's what happened. He came out and basically said, look, you guys, we're undervalued. We're underranked. We don't get the same benefit of the doubt. Everyone's saying we stink, blah, blah, blah. And every single person that I saw talking about how much Trevor Lawrence is struggling and they're all like, what is he talking about? We never said that. It's like, yes, you guys did all you did. Every single person that I follow in the college football media, not to mention when you watch the games on TV, they act like they lost four games at the beginning of the year. I mean, it happened. Yeah, for the first five weeks of the
1: season, it was there were a lot of what's wrong with Trevor Lawrence, what's wrong with Clemson storylines. I remember, you know, Trevor Lawrence has regressed in year two. He's thrown all these interceptions. I remember this. Yeah, I can go find the tweets. It is a thing that happened. There's no doubt. Now, I don't think anybody thought they were terrible, but I think people were doubting that they were a national championship caliber team.
0: Well, my my thing is like, yeah, right, but. They were number five when the playoff rankings came out. So you you can't have it. But I, far be it for me to agree with a coach about saying, you know, his team is under, Everyone, Nobody believes in us. But I mean, you guys did spend half the year talking about how they weren't good and how Trevor Lawrence, well, was it a fluke? Is this a slump? It's like, no, he was basically playing around, tr- testing, making bad throws because it's almost like they knew they were going to win every single game. So I'm not I'm I'm team Dabo. You guys everyone spent all that time talking about how they sucked and how Lawrence has progressed and now it's oh getting that number 1 is big cuz you get to avoid Clemson. It's like which one is it? I'm sorry. You you everyone did say what Dabo, Dabo is right. I hate to admit it, but he was right. Are you still there? <laughs> you muted.
1: Oh, I'm here. Sorry. I sat here and just had a conversation about Yeah. We were on mute the whole time. So it was a good one. The, yeah, the world will never see it. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> that's going to <that's> gonna play. <laughs> I mean, I had to make yeah, some really good. good points I, thanks
0: for making extra work for me, too. And I it, it, jot that yeah, down. Uh, in the Last game Ohio State and Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game, Lucas Oil Stadium. This was. This was the game famously, remember, where the turf ripped up and the guy had to come out and fix it a couple years ago? Yeah, I, I yeah, I too.
1: Uh, and everybody acted like somebody was murdered on the field because it happened. How could they do this?
0: Injury right, is a big deal. Uh, Ohio State's a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Justin Fields hurt, as, uh, as reported first here on this podcast. I'm taking Ohio State. I don't care if he's hurt. He had he a had dog, Rob. Nah.
1: Wisconsin. I took them last week. They made me look nice. I'm taking them again. I don't know that they're going to win outright, but this game will be close because Wisconsin has the best running back in the country, uh, no matter what anybody tells you. And they will keep it close because they're going to find running room. They're going to shorten the game, milk the clock. Hopefully we'll see some of those Wisconsin 12-minute drives or something for touchdowns, and they'll be able to keep it close. I'm taking Wisconsin. Well, you know it was
0: 38-7 to 7 when they played the first time, right? Okay. All right. I do. All right. I am
1: undeterred. It's hard to beat a team thirty-eight to seven uh, twice this as they time. Say. To be
0: Fifty-five to seven. instead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Wisconsin. <laughs> hate to hate to do it to you. Um, all right, Let, let's go through some of these things real quick. We got some of these uh, open jobs. Uh, Ole Miss, which I said we expect Napier to get hired. What do you? What was your take on uh, Elijah Moore and uh, the peeing? <laughs> Can I give some background? Oh, well, you know, I was in I, I was in a large party of people, right? I, I was
1: on vacation. I was in Arizona at my buddy's house. There were people over there. Uh, <laughs> I was as soon as it happened, I, I turned to the people on the couch and I was like, "If I give you one guess as to what state that guy is from, <laughs> what do you think?" And everybody immediately up, oh, Florida. Yes. Well, so you take the good with the bad with Elijah, right? Is you know, he's a great player. He's a great player from Florida. And as all great Florida players are tends to do, dog pissing celebrations happen from time to time. It's just,
0: what's funny is it. I, it's saw another, uh, I saw another I saw Old Miss receiver, former Old Miss receiver that I follow. It was like, get off my guy. Kicker got to make that kick. <laughs> I was like, you're right. <laughs> See, that's the, what, what's funny is everyone's like, how bad does he feel? I'm like, he feels exactly like what that kid just said. Well, the thing is, it wasn't really that bad. I mean, the celebration. Who is it disrespecting? It was, for no, no, it was hilarious. I don't know. But I like, think that it was funny. but The outrage. Did you,
1: I, 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 there was a certain reporter that we can't mention here that wrote an entire column taking him to task.
0: Like he had stabbed well, but Like I said, Elijah Moore probably feels semi bad that they lost, but I promise you, he thinks the kicker should have. Hey, man, it's an extra point you got to make it. I don't care if it's 25 yards or whatever i promise you that's how he felt (laughs) like that's did you see everyone and that's probably how most of the team feels too i guarantee you the team is right elijah's like i did my part i scored a touchdown kicker's gotta make a kick that's his job so that's that's the mentality i try to help people understand the mentality of these kids that that's his mentality did you see everyone getting all mad at billy eilish because she didn't know who van halen was uh, uh-huh. don't get me started there yet. Right. I barely know who Van Halen is. I, be- I can't I can name any, three any, Van I mean, Halen I'm sure songs. I know Van Halen songs if they played, but I don't know. Let me see. I know that there's one called right. One called, uh, okay, how does jump. it go? Oh, uh, hey, might as well jump. Okay. Yeah, I know that one. There's one
1: called, there's one that they play at K-State games. I think it's called either right now where it's like, it's got a piano instrumental. I, I don't know what the exact name of it is.
0: And then I think there's also one called Pound Cake, but I do not know how that song goes. Okay. The name is so I didn't know that Van Halen played that jump song. But the, the my point is, like, I remember talking to Derek Stingley, okay? Uh, former number one player in the country. Mm-hmm. And we were at a thing and, uh, or we were at Prime 21, and uh, Big Boy's son was on the roster. And I said, oh man, that's, I said, that kid is, Big boy son. He's like, who? I was like, big boy from outcast. He's like, what's that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So, I mean, <laughs> that's where we are. We're talking, you know, people, Now I'm sure if he heard an outcast song, he would be like, Oh yeah, I know that song. But the, you know, him and Billy Eilish are around the same age people are so old and washed They're like, I see stuff on Twitter all the time that I'm like, I'm old and I have no idea what this reference is to like, you know, family of christmas vacation which is by the way a horrible movie which i think we talked about on this show before but like you know people saying like bueller like i don't even i mean i know that's from ferris bueller's day when did that movie come out 1985 like right i mean we know before we were we're pushing as my dad used to say we're pushing 40 over here (laughs) i don't don't know any of these references what do what do you think people ha- half our age? I, yeah, If it's not NBA Youngboy or Kodak right. Black, exactly. none of these kids care. Although <laughs> Just I, put it I did see the young Answer. thug was named the most influential rapper of the 21st century, which I... The kids also really like Travis Scott. So if it's uh, not NBA Youngboy young or Travis Scott... You're forgetting about the baby. Kodak.
1: Yeah. Oh, and da baby, And also baby. Little Baby. It's Baby Overload <laughs> right now. So the hit it, song
0: Baby oh, by da baby and Little Baby. Although I heard a... I heard it, the baby song the other day, and I actually like I like it. He's not. Uh, it's good. No, he, which one did you hear? I put on the album. It's good. He's got a ch- song
1: with Chance on there. I think the Gospel song is that I enjoy.
0: That's um, how, or Bump or Bop? Bop? Let me look. Yeah, Bop. Sorry, not Bump. That's just how washed I am. I'll play it at the end of the you episode. Cut out, me. I think I know anyway. which one you're talking about, too. Yeah, no,
1: it's, he's fine. NBA Youngboy's fine, too. I cannot... I cannot get on board with Kodak Black, no matter how hard I
0: try. All right, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Kodak. I am with you on that one. All right, so, so, Ole Miss. Do, if Elijah Moore doesn't pee and they win that game, does Matt Luke get fired? Okay, so, so that was no. a bad. That was a bad one. Sorry, Elijah. I, by the way, I saw. No, man, it's when, not when your kick, fault, the it. kicker. Um, if we had a Gary Wunderlich would have missed that kick. Part. I can tell you that one. Look,
1: Elijah. Elijah Moore scored six
0: points. How many points does the kicker score? <laughs> just, and that's just to let you know. You, we joke, but that is the mentality we're talking about. That's I promise you. That's what Elijah Moore thinks. And I. Well, I saw the Express people, one. you know, retweeting that video of them dunking. You know, they brought the mini hoop and dunked during the tournament. And they're like, "We changed the yeah, game." I'm yeah, like, yeah. "Yeah." Elijah Moore also peed like a dog and blew, uh, blew a game for his team during a game. That's one of your players.
1: I was at the dunk thing live. The other thing that the express did in seven on seven this year was they, <laughs> one of their wide receivers caught a long touchdown and two other guys from the sideline ran on the field with a trash bag and put mm-hmm. the defensive
0: back in a trash. Yeah, so we got to get some of that stuff on video this year and try to, cause uh, now I'm trying to make a big social media push in 2020. I'm going to try to get Rob on board too. So uh, follow us on our various social medias. All right. Next job, Missouri, Barry Odom getting fired. I was kind of surprised, but I mean, the way they finished the year wasn't pretty losing uh, six of seven or five. Of, no, five of six.
1: Yeah.
0: Losing all but of the games. I, I just don't know. Like he, he definitely doesn't have like a stellar record. I don't think you're, I don't think firing him or not. Far, I think Drew Locke kind of really saved him for a long time, but why isn't Josh Heupel a, a name they're talking about for the job? Is it possible
1: that people are looking at him? Like he's the reason UCF has regressed a little. Even though it's impossible to expect anybody to sustain undefeated, <laughs> I mean, it's, right? But it's like, I just I I, I I just think that that's how some people and some athletic directors look at this thing. Is well, you know, Scott Frost is obviously not a genius. What's going on? I mean, I can I can see that way right. of thinking happening.
0: My thing is like UCF lost three games this year by a total of seven points, all of them on the road with a true freshman quarterback. I mean, it, Josh Heupel when he was at Missouri, I mean, their offense was was amazing. It was with Drew Lockett quarterback. I mean, I feel like he's a natural fit there. He's not even being mentioned. I mean, I saw that Will Healy, our boy from Charlotte, uh, is interviewing. I mean, we're not interviewing Hypel? I, I don't get it. I mean, you know, you know well, <laughs> sometimes I think these coaches, the, I think these search groups or whatever, it may, maybe, maybe Heupel's not interested. Maybe they reached out to him, but I just he doesn't even make it on. Jim Mora is on the list of candidates. Like, Yeah, Jim and saw. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Like, What what are we doing? So uh, you think they hire McElwain? I think they could hire Healy. I think they're going to try to make like a more of I a – I think
1: they're going to try there. to go out. I mean, I don't think they're going to hire – I don't think they want to hire McElwain. I just think McElwain would be a good fit. And I think
0: Fritz is definitely on that list as well. All right. Uh, Boston College. By the way, did I call this one or what, Rob? You did. You absolutely did. I came on here whenever that was, our last episode, said Steve Adagio was going to get fired. Then he gets fired. And on our group text, Mike Farrell and other people were like, didn't see this one coming at all. I'm like, guys, I told you. Oh, I said Odom was going to get canned. Yeah, you called that one. So uh, I don't know who Boston – who's Boston College going to hire? Do we even have a list of their their candidates? Matt Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> sounded like you were taking a hit from like a joint. Yeah, I heard he really likes that. clam chowder. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um i was stretching let me check out it
0: sounds cool let me check out let me check out here we go we got wednesday coaching search notes and it's got jeff munkin as the the army <laughs> coach i mean
1: <laughs> just that name even
0: i mean i don't i would never hire anybody named munkin to do anything uh we welcome you to munkin land think about it we could have you- a <laughs> This. I just watched Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I watched Wizard of Oz the other day. This is you know, when Les Miles retires, maybe he's an option for Kansas now. Well, so they had Norvell on there. It's like, okay, they're not hiring Norvell. Sorry. Uh, he's gonna be the coach at Florida State. Luke Fickle, he'd be a good one, but he's not taking it. Uh Al Washington, not not bad assistant. Dave Clausen, Wake Forest. What why are we leaving Wake Maybe they can get maybe they can get like a uh
1: like a hair sample for Matt Campbell and try to clone, like, like, I don't know. Maybe Matt Campbell has a kid. They can hire the 10 year old dude. I I mean,
0: surely there's some descendant of Matt Campbell that is available for this. This list of candidates is just, it's, it's uninspiring to say the least. So we, I don't know who they're going to go there, but we'll talk about it when they do. Uh, One of the big stories of the week, Washington, Chris Peterson, stepping down, which is great for us because now next year, all we get to hear is about how Chris Peterson's going to be the candidate for every single job that comes up USC for sure, right? Right. Yeah, we'll, and we'll talk about USC in a minute too. Uh, this was kind of shocking. This this gave college football Twitter a real a real boost uh, when he announced he was stepping down. They pushed him out a little bit, right? Because they wanted to keep Lake. Uh, here's what I yeah I think I think and I compared it on a group text to when. Mike Bellotti kind of got shown the door at Oregon because so they didn't want to lose Chip Kelly. I mean, Jimmy Lake is a guy that was a name that's going to be a candidate at a ton of schools either this year or next year. They don't want to lose him. I mean, he's a young guy, energetic. I think Pete, they're like, look, if Peterson's got two or three years left, let's just, you know, let's put him out the pasture now so we can get, get our next guy in there for maybe a decade or whatever. So I I, I sort of like the move. I do think, you know, Washington had a bad season quietly. They're like seven and five. they 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 blew a big game. They blew a big lead to Oregon. They lost to like Cal again. I mean they 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 had a bad season. Easton's probably going to go into the NFL, uh, where I think he's still getting a lot of first round pick buzz. So Lake's going to have a chance to start over. But I think that they, they I think that you know Peterson's a great coach, but if he's not into it, you know he's not into it. Time to shut it down.
1: Yeah, no, I think he'll be back. I- is this, it's also the best part about this thing is we're going to get the, he's going to coach USC rumors, but it could also, if it drags, drags out a little bit, line up with,
0: he's going to coach Texas. Oh yeah. You know, he, he'll be in for Texas. Like I said, if I, here's, here's the scenario I keep seeing, you know, potentially playing out. If Manny Diaz has another bad year and he gets fired, Mario Cristobal would be, obviously would be the obvious candidate. Would he leave Oregon for Miami? I'd say it'd be 50, 50.
1: I think he would. He loves it here, man.
0: No, I know he does. I know he's a Florida guy. He loves Miami. I just think it might be, you know, say if Oregon's in the top 10 again next year, it's like he's built it. He has, it, it basically, he's competing against no one for recruits, especially with USC being the way it is. That That's my one thing. It's like, do you walk away from a ready-made, I mean, you could say Miami's a better job because it's way easier. There's so much more players there, but I mean, Oregon's been good now for 20 years and Miami basically hasn't been good for 15, right? Yeah, what is he, What
1: would Oregon care anyway? Willie Taggart to will be available.
0: Yeah. they get, get Well, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying then Peter, you know, Peterson was an assistant in Oregon. He's been mentioned as the, anytime they've had an opening, he's come up. So I think they might. Have you seen Taggart link to the USF job? I've seen that. That would be fun. No, he's good. That's going to happen. Um, I would love for him to take that job and then leave that job and go back to Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think, I don't think Oregon's ever going to be calling old Willie again. I think he's uh, blacklisted out there. Um, USC keeping Clay Helton. This is, I mean, it's stupid, isn't it? I'm sorry. I hate to say it, but I, I think, like I said, I don't want to rehash what we did last week. I think Clay
1: Helton is a good coach. If everything was in a vacuum, I think that they should have kept him because I do think he that he brings a lot to the table. I think he's. I don't think he's a bad coach. I don't think he deserves to be fired. But USC cast the die last year when they revolted and wanted him fired last year. No recru- Everybody thinks he's on the verge of being fired all season this season, right? He barely survives. They wait a week, first of all, for no reason to announce they're bringing him back. They take a week to decide what to do with him. So it looks like maybe he's being fired. Then they announce they're bringing him back, which isn't exactly inspiring confidence. They have the number 69 recruiting class in the country right now, Woody. Nobody wants to go there and nobody is going to want to go there now because the first sign of trouble, they're firing him. Right. So, I mean, they almost had to fire him in order to inspire any kind of confidence that this program will be able to recruit. They didn't. I appreciate not firing somebody because you never want to see anybody lose a job, but at the same time, he can't recruit. He's hamstrung. Because if stuff even starts to go sideways, now they're firing him.
0: And everybody knows that it's not a secret. Yeah, I, I don't – I mean, the, everyone's like, oh, they're 67th now. Let's see what he's able to do. It's like, well, of course they're going to finish higher than 67th because they only have like 10 commitments.
1: Yeah, but they're not getting in the top 10.
0: No. And they're not getting in the top right. No. They're, not top to right. they're not getting in the top 25. They're not getting in the top 25. All that's going to happen is they're going to give him an extension. They're going to have to pay him more when they do fire him. And that's th- – these coaches getting extensions. I mean, we, I have it down here about Jeremy Pruitt getting one. I mean – he's supposed to get an extension and a raise. I'm just like, why it doesn't, he went seven and five. They lost to Georgia state and BYU. I know they finished the year strong. Good. He still got several years on his contract. I don't get why these, like, like we talked about it with Nebraska. Did Scott Frost need two more years? Oh, it's great for recruiting. No, it's not. Nobody cares. Yeah. the kids don't know, you know, and I'm good for Pruitt and good for
1: everybody else. I'm all for people getting more money from a school.
0: (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) But I
1: just, but, yeah, it's not necessary. right, and then
0: we have to go over. It's like like last year. I mean, Gus Malzahn's got a thirty million dollar buyout. Well, why did you give it to him? He wasn't going anywhere. Like, what? Who are you negotiating against? That's why I don't understand. So USC is going to give him an extension because they're like, oh, it'll it'll prove in recruiting. No, it won't, because everyone, especially the kids in California, are you know a little more savvy. Uh, they're terrified
1: of USC right now because they know I mean, extensions don't matter they're just going to fire him if things go bad. I mean, next year, if he has a good year, if he goes in again to the Pac-12 title game, or if he goes there, not again, if he gets in, then maybe some confidence will start building. But if he, you know, anything else, they have to fire him. If he goes, if he wins eight games or even nine and doesn't get into the Pac-12 championship game, they still have to fire him because they won't be All right,
0: the one thing I did want to talk about with USC, by the way. Okay, so for 20 years, Mike Leach has been coaching at schools where quarterbacks put up ridiculous numbers, including this year, Right. And what do we do with like Anthony Gordon? Do you ever hear him mentioned? No, everyone just discounts his stats because they play a Mike Leach's system, right? Yep. Everybody. Well, now a bunch of other teams have Mike Leach's system, including USC, which is, you know, off it's Graham Harrell's our offensive coordinator, who, by the way, was one of the quarterbacks that put up ridiculous stats that, that or everyone Mike ignored. <laughs> well, now they're like, look at Slovis. He's, he threw 400 yards. It's like, well, yeah, of course, he did. He's playing in the Texas Tech, the air raid offense that you guys said is illegitimate stats. And now all of a sudden, Slovis and the USC players are the best offense of all time. No, it's the same system. Yeah. I mean, look like it I mean, you know who else was in that system?
1: Cliff Kingsbury.
0: <laughs> well, and Mah- how about, how about Mahomes? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mahomes, comma Patrick. He's done. Right. It. So, but my point, I'm not saying Slovis is bad. I'm just saying let's not freak out about these stats that. It, that like everyone is putting up i mean anthony gordon's got you know, like five thousand yards passing and nobody's like saying oh anthony gordon's the greatest quarterback ever um and that's the other thing do we think if jt daniels was playing this offense with four nfl receivers he wouldn't be putting up these type of numbers well i think i have a good feeling we're going to find
1: out about midway through next year when they bench slow for daniels well daniels because- is not going well, he said he's not transferring. He's staying. Right. He's coming back, baby. So, yeah, it's been um, saying. to right. Find We're- out next year when things are going poorly and USC's fans are all over Clay Helton and he makes a panic move and benches
0: this dude and we get to CJT. All right. Last topic because I have to go. Zach Evans. <laughs> Zach Evans, we need to talk about more. He's becoming legendary. He's having a legendary recruitment. This is a five star running back out of Texas. Who's been a? He's been supposed to commit now about fifty times. Would you say? I have received text messages in our group
1: text <laughs> that have said he's committing today, and I have the story ready. Four times, five, five, <laughs>
0: four, four, five times. So today is that right? It's, it's today Thursday. Yeah, today's Thursday. We're recording this. He was he's supposed. supposed to post- post- yeah, last weekend, right? No, he's supposed to commit yesterday. Okay, he he comes, tweets out, and says, "Hey, I'm committing Wednesday." So this wasn't like. A couple of the other times we had his stuff ready because we had done it behind the scenes because he was expected to. This time he came out and announced, I'm announcing Wednesday. And then, I mean, did Did we even get past Monday afternoon (laughs) when it was like, sources, Zach Evans not announcing Wednesday.
1: (laughs) The best part is we were telling the person
0: texting us that this was not happening before. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right. I mean – so then he came on, did a TV interview saying, you know, I just didn't want to take the focus off my team. I decided not to announce. We're still in the playoffs. Well, no one told you to say you were going to announce anyway, Zach. So uh, I think he's going to LSU. I mean, I think he's now announcing at the Under Armour game. That's yes. or- so he said. Who knows? No, no, wait, wait. He's, he's announcing at the Under Armour game, but he's going to sign, do the secret signing, which is our new our new thing. And it's never secret. Well, here's here's the thing. Uh, recruiting media, our fellow brethren, we're going to, and I'm going to start doing this. If, if one, if this was one of my guys who was going to do a secret signing, guess what? We're hitting them with the old Freedom of Information Act. Someone, at some point, they can't hide these letters if they're sent in. I mean, they have to. The remember. coaches
1: don't even try, though. I mean, coaches will tell you for the most part because they want their name out there. They want it known.
0: Right. Well, we did have some hidden member Hazelwood last year. I think... Yeah. We're gonna know, and it's probably gonna be LSU. And uh, but I yeah, have. I mean, feeling- it's, more, probably. it's definitely gonna be LSU. He's we probably already signed. With him. I can <laughs> I cannot signed. wait. I cannot wait for the Under Armour video of Mike Farrell interviewing Zach Evans and how awkward it's gonna be. Are you excited for that? Uh yeah, it's gonna be a really good one. All right, so, so stay tuned for that. So uh, we can't go too much. We both gotta be out of here um, by uh, one, which we started late. So. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, I'm going on the road, but I think let let's try. Can we shoot for Sunday, Rob? Hopefully, some of these hirings come in. Yeah, I should be available. Uh, yeah. So we're making our picks now: Norvell to Florida State, Napier to Ole Miss. Rob sees an eventual McElwain to Mizzou. I'm, I'm leaning. Yeah. I'm leaning towards an like a an unknown or like a Will Healy type there at that job. Uh, Matt Cable Matt stool sample to Boston College. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jeff Munkin. Imagine if they just started running the triple option. I'd be so happy. College football Twitter would lose it.
1: Uh, and, and Matt, Matt Campbell's family dog is now the head coach of the Boston college.
0: It'd be like in the NFL last year when everybody hired all these uh, Sean McVay. Anybody who had like met Sean McVay got hired to be an NFL head coach last year. So maybe we'll have the Matt Campbell effect like that in college. But uh, please tell a friend, leave a review, etc., uh, etc. Et Let's go to our boy, the baby, Bop, to play us out. i been waiting on that baby.
1: Man. I mean, it like like right. since baby on you know, baby drop. Never since, baby on baby drop. Nobody drops. Let's go. Baby. Ha. I needed some with some bobbins. I flew past the whip with that blunt in my mouth. Watch swerving that whip out a cop in it. My bitch got good fly across the country. I finished the show and I hop in it. I got me immediately. I did it legitimately. I'm still with you, sh. I'm a Oh, you asking for pictures with me? What's your name? Get the fuck out of the spot. I'm trying to figure which deal I'm gonna take. I woke up a couple mil on my plate. I'm invested in real estate. I just went get my